Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, November the 12th, 2023, the 24th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecture is Teresa Streeper Anton. Thank you to Paul and Linda Siebels for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of Devin's 40th birthday and Darren's birthday. Thank you for joining us today. to this 24th Sunday after Pentecost, I invite the congregation to please rise and I invite Dale to lead us in the next piece. Okay, uh, I handed out a piece of music to quite a few of you gentlemen as you came in the door this morning and I would like to have you come forward right now and uh, even if you don't have a piece of music, come on up. I think we've got enough we can share. So there's some passageways through. We'd like to have you up here by the steps. They want to get a nice picture of all you lovely guys. <laughs> this is in honor of the uh, Veterans Day that was yesterday. Come on, guys. Come on, Mike, come on over here. Get right in there. Way over there. In, in, way over. We're in the center. No, that's all right. That's okay. Isn't this great, everyone? Isn't this beautiful? There we go. Fabulous. Find somebody next to you that doesn't have any music, why well, be sure and uh, share with your music with them. Isn't this great? It's fabulous. Okay, now, before we get started, everybody, we've got a few more coming up the steps here. Before we get started, and you're all standing, I would like to have you all face the American flag here, and we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Are you ready? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Congregation may be seated. Okay, guys, are you ready? Were you practicing while we were getting going here? I'm going to thump this old guitar about eight times and then we'll start singing. Are you ready? Over there? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
gentlemen. Thank you. It is an honor to have you among us and to share in song on this day, the day following Veterans Day here in America. Our service continues on page 94 in the front of your hymnal with confession and forgiveness. We begin our service in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you, the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song. O oh God, our help in ages past. We'll be singing stanzas 1, 2, and 4. That's 632.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue with our Kyrie found on page 138 in the front of your hymnal. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. On this 24th Sunday after Pentecost, let us pray the prayer of the day that you'll find in your bulletin insert. Will you join with me? O God of justice and love, you illumine our way through life with words of your Son. Give us light we need and awaken us to the needs of others through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We receive a special gift of music.
I invite Teresa forward to the lectern as we hear God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from the book of Amos, chapter 5, verses 18 through 24, with the following preface. In the days of Amos, people thought that the day of the Lord would be a time of great victory, but Amos announced that it would be a day of darkness, not light. He said liturgy is no substitute for obedience. The Lord demands justice and righteousness in the community. Here is the reading. Alas for you who desire the day of the Lord. Why do you want the day of the Lord? It is darkness, not light. As if someone fled from a lion and was met by a bear. Or went into the house and rested a hand against the wall and was bitten by a snake. Is not the day of the Lord darkness, not light, and gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like ever-flowing stream. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 70. We will begin with a refrain. And the congregation will sing the bold print verses as well as the refrain. put to shame and confounded. Let those who take pleasure in the misfortune draw back and be discouraged. salvation say forever great is the but as for me I am poor and needy come to me quickly oh God you are my helper and my deliverer oh Lord do not tarry second reading is from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. The following preface. Some of the Thessalonians are worried that dead Christians will be excluded from the resurrection to eternal life when Christ comes again. Paul reassures them with the word of hope that all Christians, living or dead, will be raised into everlasting life with Christ. Here is the reading. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. 
For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with the cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together, and with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to please rise for the gospel acclamation. You'll find this on page 142 in the front of your hymnal. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all those bridemaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. These words that I'm about to share do not come from me, but come through another who raced into my office this morning and said, the Lord, the Holy Spirit has put this on my heart. And I feel it needs to be shared. Let me begin with these words. Aaron Thomas McAtee is our hero. As Monticello was awakening that Tuesday morning, it was starting like any other day. And activity was fierce. As people were rising and leaving their homes at 7 a.m. in the morning, children were rushed out to the bus stops so that they can make their way to Carpenter and to Sacred Heart schools just blocks away. An activity was beginning to take place. There was going to be a special worship that morning at Sacred Heart. Cars were filling in. Activity was taking place. Aaron Thomas McAtee is our hero. There was a shooter in the community who intended to shoot. And it was a random act of violence. And Aaron took that bullet or those bullets, we don't know. And the shooter fled. And our children, and all of you as you are making your way around that early Tuesday morning, were spared as we began to get the notice the school is locked down. I'm so thankful for our Monticello Police Department that acted so quickly, I'm working with both school districts, I'm working with the community. Banks were locked down. And we're all wondering why. I hadn't thought about that before. 
And I didn't get permission to use the person's name, but I want to thank you for listening to the Lord to share that this morning with all of us. I thank you. As Teresa read those words from the prophet, you heard a God who's not happy. You heard a God respond, I don't want your festivals. I don't want your offerings. Do you know the day is going to be dark? And we're living in those end times and days are dark. Evil is very prevalent in this world. We find ourselves this Sunday morning, and I know we found ourselves throughout Tuesday and spilling into Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Why, O oh Lord? Why? What has become of your creation and your people? That death is so prevalent in our world that not even living in Anamosa and Monticello can insulate us from the evil in this world. We are seeing sin at work in our world, and it terrifies us, and it should. It is in times like these that we need the assurance of a mother's nurturing love. More than this, a love that shelters us from life's storms that rage around us. To find this deep and comforting and abiding love, we turn to our Lord. That is God's word, which is love. And we'll hear this morning at the baptismal font for Ruby Deborah Porter that we have a God who loves us, who forgives us, and gives us the gift of eternity, eternal life. Today, today, will, this will be Ruby's promise. In the face of why we are currently we're facing, we take a look at Paul's letter that Teresa read the Church of Thessalonica, which I believe speaks to us today, a pastoral letter that gives permission to grieve. We are to grieve as Christians. We should. And we do so privately, and we do together as a community, as we will later today as we gather at the youth center in a prayer and healing service. What Paul offers is while the world grieves with no hope, we grieve with the hope of the resurrection. Just this week, I had the opportunity to sit with a dear friend whose spouse died tragically years ago from a very abrupt accident. When it was evident that their life could continue no longer, the family felt as though their loved one had been ripped from them. Many of you too have experienced this, and I've come alongside you. The tearing, leaving a deep scar, and the unanswered question, why? And no answers can be found, yet there was hope, hope in the resurrection, life after death. This is the gospel that Paul shares with the church. Remember, sisters and brothers, since we together believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. So we will be with the Lord forever. I want to take us to the hill of Golgotha, just outside of Jerusalem. And Jesus is raised up on the cross and he has two criminals, one on his right and one on his left. There are two things I want to point out this morning that took place on that very day. The criminal asked Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And remember Jesus' response? Today you will be with me in paradise. This came about through faith and through the death of Jesus. The second is this. Before Jesus gave up his spirit, his breath, his life, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you have ever wondered, did God in the flesh, Emmanuel, Jesus, die 
a human death, he did. And he felt the separation from God. And he went to the grave. And he was buried there for three days. And it was a borrowed tomb. Jesus died. He didn't pass. He didn't pass through. Nor do we. But I can tell you this. Good Friday and the grave could not hold him. For God's love was so great. Here is Paul's letter in the hope of the resurrection, the eschatological promise in his vision that he had in a scripture that I often like to share at times of funerals. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more, and I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals, and he will dwell with them, and he will be their God, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying will be no more. Pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And then he said, who's seated on the throne, see, I'm making all things new. He also said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer it will inherit these things and I will be their God. And they will be my children forever. Aaron has the resurrection promise. The eschatological promise, the end of the world, as he awoken that Tuesday along with the rest of us, not realizing that would be the last day that he would go to work. And we grieve. But we do not grieve without hope. We grieve knowing the gift of the resurrection is with us. The day will come and no one knows when Christ will come again. But with the sound of God's trumpet, Christ will descend from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who are alive will be carried up to meet the Lord and live with the Lord forever and ever. The world as we know it will end. But the hope is found in the new heaven and new earth. Did you hear in Jesus' parable? Let us be ready. Let us have our lamps lit. Let us bring our flask of oil, our flask of oil. And what is that, Pastor? Exercise your faith. Read God's word. Pray. Don't worry about what to pray. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, will give you the words. To connect with God. And I know I'm talking to the choir. Because here you are, connecting and praising and worshiping God. Let us be about this. Let us keep our lights lit. As Kel brought in the light of Christ and light, lit the Christ candle and lit all of our candles this morning. And we'll take the light of Christ out. May we too be that light. As we hear Ruby, we will be lighting a special candle for her today. Let your light so shine before others so that they may see the good works of your Father in heaven. Not that we boast, but to see the good works of what God has already done for us. Keep awake, know the Lord, believe in him, for surely he comes. Yet we know neither the day nor the hour. Our resurrection hope. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day.
I invite the congregation to turn to page 229, I believe. I'm going by memory in the front of your hymnal. It's either 227 or 229 as we move into Ruby's baptism. 229, thank you. 270. 227, thank you. Pastor's corrected. A lot's going on today. Can you tell? God, who is rich in mercy and love, gives us new birth into a living hope through the sacrament of holy baptism. By water and the word of God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Christ Jesus. We are united with all baptized in one body of Christ, anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, and joined in God's mission for the life of the world. Simon and Amanda. Called by the Holy Spirit, trusting in the grace and love of God, you desire to have your child baptized into Christ? If so, say, I do. As you bring Ruby Deborah Porter to receive the gift of baptism, you are entrusted with responsibilities to live with her among God's faithful people, to bring her to the word of God and the Holy Supper, to teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments, to place in her hands the Holy Scripture and nurture her in faith and prayer, so that Ruby may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, and care for others that the world that God made, and work for justice and peace. Do you promise to help Ruby grow in Christian faith and life? If so, respond, I do. Daniel and Deborah, in New Zealand and in England, am I right? And we also have uh, Simon's parents with us this morning, right? So we're just going to wave to give us a wave that we're connected. We are. We are alive around the world. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? And so Deborah and Daniel, Ruby's sponsors, do you promise to nurture Ruby in her Christian faith as you are empowered by God's Spirit and to help her live in the covenant of baptism and in communion with the church? And I want you to respond, I do, but say it very loudly. We're going to be quiet. People of God, do you promise to support Ruby and pray for her in her new life in Christ? If so, respond, we do. At this time, I invite the congregation to please rise, and we're on page 229. I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God, the powers of this world that rebel against God, and the ways of sin that draw you from God? If so, respond, I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. I invite the congregation to please be seated, and I invite Cal to go ahead and to pick up the pitcher and to begin pouring into the baptismal font as I share these words. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world, calling forth life into which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery and the freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By baptism of Jesus' death and resurrection, you set us free from the power of sin and raise us up to live in you. Pour out your Holy Spirit, the power of the living, your living word, and that those who are washed in the waters of baptism may be given new life 
to you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity, whoop, the unity of the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. What a perfect pour. All right. Al, I'm going to have you come right here and come up close. Beautiful. Are we ready? Ruby's fallen asleep, hasn't she? But she's now awake. Look at that. Look at those eyes. Hi, sweetheart. All righty. Ruby, Deborah Porter, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, through water and Holy Spirit. You give your daughters and your sons new birth. Cleanse them from sin and raise them to eternal life. Sustain Ruby in the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. If you could only see what I'm seeing, I got the biggest smile you would ever... Would you go ahead and take the lid off this oil? This uh, is virgin oil. It was blessed at the last time we did the Senate Assembly. And so I share this now. Ruby, Deborah Porter. Child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. You are gorgeous. <laughs> Grandparents, wow. Wow. Look at that. And so let us welcome this newest member into the body of Christ. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. So I'm going to have Cal go up there. There's a baptismal candle. He's going to light that off the Christ candle and, give, and bring that forward at this time. And every November 12th, I want you to light this, relight this candle. And Ruby will say, Mom, Dad, this isn't my birthday. And you're going to share, this is your day of baptism, your rebirth as a child of God. And so we'll bring this down now. And we're going to hand this to Deborah. Or no, we're going to hand this to, thank you. Yeah. We're, I think I better give Mom baby. I can handle the, I can hang on to the candle there for a little bit. We just made a promise a few minutes ago, and so we are going to place in the hands of mom and dad so that they can read bedtime stories when Ruby gets a little bit older and hear about the wonderful love story that she has a God who loves her and forgives her. And to remember this day, we have a baptismal certificate, and we're just going to hand that back to grandma. They have that. And with that, let's blow the candle out. We'll get the box for the candle, and we'll also give it to grandma. Okay, but go ahead and blow out the candle, and we'll get the box. Again, let us welcome this new, newest member. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You can take your places. Okay. You want to grab the box for the candle? All right. Pastor's totally lost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that and that. What are we doing next? <laughs> Veterans presentation. Holly. All right. Can I have all of the kids and all of Veterans, we're going to have you go right up front with the kids. Stand right behind. If you can get behind a, a child, that would be great, veterans. If you could stand behind one of the kids and have them come forward just a little bit. All right, good morning, everybody. Do we have all of our veterans coming to the front? Excellent. So we decided for our service project this month, uh, well actually last month, to talk about veterans and uh, why you are so important and the sacrifices that you have made. So the thing we started with first was the story of David and Goliath. As one of the questions was raised, you know, why is there war? Why does God even allow it to happen? So obviously the Bible is full of war. And basically we went over that God is not there to say there is no war. He is there to say he is with us in all of the wars. Um, whether that's uh, war here or abroad. Uh, then we kind of discussed what, um, what freedoms they have. And as we saw firsthand this week, we get the freedom to 
go to school. Uh, we get the freedom to go to church. Um, and hopefully the, the kids remember that. Uh, some of this might have been over the littles head, but they still did a really great job on their projects. The last thing we talked about was what we do for a veteran when we say thank you. Do you guys remember? It's a very strict thing that we had to do. Mom would not let us leave until we did it. <laughs> Nicely. <laughs> and if we didn't do it, we'd have to do it 15 more times. Okay. <laughs> So they are going to hand you the project that they made while shaking your hand and saying thank you. Uh, we also talked that uh, you stand for the flag um, and some of the other things that we do to show respect. And so uh, Landon is going to read um, some of the uh, Bible verses that talks about uh, just veterans and a little bit about what God says about it. So while he reads those, I will hand out the projects and then they can hand them to you. There you go. Just do whatever you can as best you can. In this corner. Greater love has no one than this. This somebody laid down his life for his friends. From the book of John, chapter 15, verses 13. Put on the whole... Oh, nope, I can't do that one. Um, Armor. Give justice to the weak of the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the disturbed. Dis okay, I'm just going to skip that word. Uh, rescue the weak and, and the needy. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver, deliver them from the hand of of the wicked from, from Psalm 82 verses 3 through 4. Your turn. Pray for us for we are sure that we have a clear conscience um, desiring to okay. conscience desiring to act honorably in all things from Hebrews chapter 13 verses 18 have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go from Joshua chapter 1 verses 9 so the boys did really well because with uh, my unorganization skills, they did not have the readings ahead of time. So they just did that without any practice. Uh, thank you, veterans, so much. Thank you. Before the children leave, let us continue with the noisy coin offering. This uh, month is going to uh, sleep in heavenly peace. I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offering forward at this time. Stanzas 3 and 4 of 689.
Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. A couple of announcements. In the back, uh, Kim put together... Uh, a mailing address if you want for um, Aaron and Kelly and family. Uh, the address that's in the old directory is their old home. They have a new address, so if you wish to reach out to them with a card, you have the address. You can pick it up in the back. Reminder, thank you, Wayne Zine. We have a number of people who are working, who are setting up, serving, and cleaning up at the funeral luncheon on Wednesday. We also thank those who have signed up for salads and desserts, but we want to invite others. We don't know how many people will be participating in this funeral, but we know that the Burnley Center holds up to 800 people, and so we're asking all of our congregations in Monticello to prepare salads and desserts. If you weren't contacted and you want to provide, you can drop those off at, at Wayne, let's see, let me read this. Please, when you make your salad and a dessert, do it in a non-returnable container. You can drop it off at Wayne Zine on Tuesday if you can't do it on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, please bring the salads and desserts starting at 9.30 at the Youth Development Center. The other thing I want to share with you is uh, our opportunity to work at the food pantry is upon us. And right now we just have two people signed up. And so I'm going to have Virgil come forward and put these clipboards back in the entryway so you know where that is. I don't see, there's Virgil. And the other thing that we need is I've spoken with Dean Rickless' family and these beautiful uh, candelabras that were given in Brian Hintz's memory. We will have a special service, our Thanksgiving service, we'll be giving thanks for the gift of light and these, sac these sacred uh, uh, candelabras. And then we'll be extinguishing them and we'll be bringing in new that matches the set of what we have here. Uh, the, these candelabras have served us for 47 years and uh, we have a new set of candelabras coming in. The family has been contacted and they gave their blessing and also John Rickloss family will be here. The, after the Thanksgiving Eve service, we need pie makers. We would like to have pie after having our Thanksgiving Eve service to go into the um, into the social hall and enjoy pie. We need people to sign up for that. Virgil's going to take them and put them back in the entrance. They're where they're normally kept. Well, we're after the hour and we're going to do it anyway. Do we have any special birthdays here today? Okay, Terry Smothers is back there. Someone else is pointing. And we do. We know this. You're all invited to stay after and please come to reception. There is a whole entourage back here. And I'm going to have uh, Marilyn, who had her birthday in October. Kenny, who's having his birthday now. And all of those who have birthdays, I want you to stand up. We're going to play. I didn't tell Barb this. But I hope... Is she on the... She's ready. She's smiling. She knows me. If our birthday people could stand up, and we're going to sing happy birthday to our dear friends. Terry, you got to stand up. There we go. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear friends. Happy birthday to you. By the way, Marilyn and Kenny are celebrating their 90th birthday. 
How many years have you been married? What was that? Seventy. Seventy. Seventy one. All right. Okay. Oh, receive the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace now and forever. Amen. What do we got here? Pastor. And what's this for? For me. Well, thank you, Boston. Oh, my God. Let us stand and sing our sending song. Lead on, O King Eternal. We'll sing stanzas one and two, and then we'll go into the social hall and celebrate 90 years and 71 years of marriage. Peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks. Peace. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.